welcome back to episode 14 of the Tabletop Tavern. For those of you who don't know me, maybe haven't been here for a while, don't pay attention to names. I know I'm one of those people. Uh, my name is Jenny. I will be your dungeon master for this entire lovely adventure. I will allow my players to introduce themselves, starting with the effervescent, the vivacious, the newly e-girl, Victoria Shaz. Hi everyone, my name is Victoria, and I play Leon LaBelle. Hi, my name is Ryan, and I play Galen Wayfair. What the heck is up? I'm Doe, that's Odin, I play Gris Littlefoot. <laughs> and I'm Pip, and I'm Ariadne and Kaltif. So, uh, for those of you who weren't here last time, I am going to give a little quick rundown of episode 13, which was called Hope is a Thing with Feathers. Uh, last episode, after defeating the beautiful but nefarious Cirisea, our heroes, such as they are, sailed from the Enchantress's Island to the volcanic island of Hell's Portal. Under the guidance of the mysterious Marius, a merchant of noble blood rescued from Cirisea's flock. Uh, this was a cause of some tension within the party with at least one party member not fully trusting Marius yet despite his obvious competence. Uh, hello to Doe's cat. Uh, so when we last <laughs> <laughs> left off, uh, our party had just landed on the shores of Hell's Portal. Leon LaBelle, leaning against the ship's front railing, had been overcome by a voice in her head welcoming her home and calling her daughter. Leon, overwhelmed by this by this voice, fell to the floor of the ship. Um, you all sort of see this happen from various distances. Marius, uh, the closest to her, lunges forward and catches her a bit, helping to lower her onto the deck as Gris, following close behind, uh, starts to dig through her trusty herb satchel, sort of trying to get a good sense of how she can help her friend. Ari and Galen, uh, both sort of struggling with the anchor and not really in a position to stop their immediate task, uh, watch from a short distance away. Leon, uh, you sort of sit up and you are a little woozy. Um... What's what's the situation like? Is has is does does Marius have his hands on her? What's the sitch here? So, uh, Leon, you are being <laughs> you are being <laughs> propped up by Marius. He's sort of crouched down to lower you onto the onto the deck. Um, your back is sort of against his arms as as he props you up for for Gris to examine you. However, um, after its sudden outburst. The voice in your head has very quickly fallen silent. Instead, there's just oh. sort of this sensation of like trepidation. Um, okay. Yeah, there's there's no more voice. You are for the first time in what two or three mm. days now, completely voice free. Yeah. Um, Leon kind of stops for a moment. She looks up at Marius and goes, "Wow, Sir Marius, thank you for catching me. I can't say I've ever swooned before, but I'm glad." But I was caught for the first time by someone like you. As Leon kind of pulls her uh, sweet talking on Marius, Gris like whips over, satchel in hand, kind of throws it up against Marius and says, get out of the way! <laughs> and then like, kind of like puts her hand up against Leon's forehead, kind of holds her cheeks between her hands and says, are you okay? What happened? Uh, Gris, can we get a medicine Leon? check? 
Yeah, you want, sorry, which one, which check? Medicine check. So as as you're doing this, uh, Marius kind of like stumbles backwards a little bit at the halfling's uh, shove, but um, chuckles and goes, uh, my pleasure, milady. And then like sort of backs up and gives gives Gris some space to do her, her mothering here. Are Galen and I still struggling with um, the anchor? Uh, yes. Galen is sort of shouting instructions at you as as he, like, sort of unwinds this rope that's holding the anchor in place, and you only know about half the words. They're all nautical cool. terms. <laughs> cool. I'm gonna throw back some elvish expletives. Okay. <laughs> um, I rolled a 14, Jenny. Alright, so you, uh, you put your hand to Leon's head, and um, she feels feverish and warm like she's definitely got something going on her body temperature is much warmer than it should be but her eyes seem clear and she does seem actually more alert than you've seen her in the last couple days um leon places her hand over top of gris's hand which is on her face um and she looks at gris and she says gris i actually feel really good the voice it's gone there's no more talking in my head constantly so I feel better than I have since we got on this boat. And I'm hmm. glad that we're here. No talking at all? It's gone. It's gone. And it didn't say yes. anything that maybe I caused mean, you to collapse. The reason I collapsed was because it told me, it said, welcome home, child. Um, and it told me it's time to embrace my destiny. Gris but I already knew that. Yeah. So Gris kind of nods and like crosses her arm and raises a very high arched eyebrow and just goes, mm-hmm. But would you drink some tea if I gave it to you? <laughs> uh, as long as I can tra- travel with it, I I feel like we're getting off the boat shortly. Gris just kind of mumbles and and goes searching uh into the galley for some sort of container. For, for Leon to heat her own water for the record. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so you are going off to the galley to search? Yes. All right, if, if, I, if Leon, I may. Um, yes, you may. Yeah. Uh, would Leon you... feeling fine. Do I need to roll something? I was going to ask Gris very quickly to roll oh. a d12. Oh, to see if I find something. No modifiers? No modifiers. Just looking around. All right, five. Uh, Yeah, you know what? You actually find, you don't find a kettle per se, but you do find a a pot of some sort. It's sort of uh, black and looks like maybe it hasn't been washed since the last time it was used. With a little scrubbing, it'll it'll work just fine. Bristle Um, will take the pot and uh, begin scrubbing it. Perfect. And try to clean it up. Um, we still struggling? I was gonna say, Leon, while you're sitting on the deck, uh, Ari and Galen, you've sort of managed to lower the anchor and are now standing next to each other. Um, cool. Ari, you actually feel kind of triumphant, despite Galen's clear mm. impatience with, with this anchoring procedure. Uh, you did it, you know, you nailed it. You feel, you feel like yeah. you could maybe drive a boat now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, as Gris is getting the tea for Leon, I'd like Leon to kind of like gingerly stand up. She's not in a rush, but I'd like her to stand up and just kind of, uh, just 
brush some dirt that probably isn't actually on her clothing, but is just a habit that she's in when she stands to kind of brush her skirts, which would have been skirts when she was at home, but um, is just kind of a pair of travel leggings now. Um, and kind of she wants to head down to, to more of the center of the boat area uh, where she assumes um, Gris has just gone down to and where Marius is and where is closer to Galen and Ari. So Galen and Ari are actually standing there um, oh, pretty much cool. in the center of the boat. Gris would have had to pass them to get to the galley. Um, mm-hmm. They are standing about 12 feet apart from Marius, who smiles at Ari and sort of gives Galen an awkward, like, sup nod as as uh, <laughs> he approaches them. Uh, Leon, can you I just, follow can behind. I, can I, Sorry, okay. go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I was, I, uh, upon seeing Marius, can I, I just go, did you, see, did you see what I did? The anchor. Is that yeah. the, uh, the first time? Yeah. Well done. I'm sure you had an excellent teacher. You're damn right they did. No, I just looked to Galen and I look back and I'm like, I just don't say anything. (laughs) (laughs) He sort Um, of awkwardly scratches the back of his head. Leon, are you approaching them? Yes. Milady, how are you feeling? Oh, Marius, Sir Marius, I am feeling so wonderful, actually. I am very eager to be where we are right now. I'm feeling great, despite the swooning you noticed over there. I'm happy to hear that, milady. So, Marius, and Leon kind of looks to the rest of the party, are you going to be coming on to land with us? Will you be joining us? Feel as though we could use your help. <clears throat> he sort of like looks awkwardly um, between all of you and his eyes kind of find Ari and Galen and he like sort of rubs the back of his neck thoughtfully and he goes, well, <clears throat> You see, the last time I uh, went ashore on one of these islands, I sort of wound up with more feathers than I would have liked. <laughs> I can understand um, that. The last time we we un- onboarded one onto one of these islands, we also ended up with more feathers than we would have liked. Yes, it was uncomfortable, to say the least. Leon chuckles and says... Well, if that's all you're worried about, I can safely say that I could probably protect you. Gris, I just uh... squint my eyes at Leon. <laughs> Galen's never rolled his eyes harder. <laughs> Gris, you approach. Um, Leon and Marius sort of have their backs to you, but you can see Ari and Galen roll their eyes at something Leon has said. Gris comes from the galley with uh, the the pot she had found and and scrubbed clean and it's now filled with water uh, from her water skin and she has thrown some herbs in it and kind of quickly makes her way across not feeling a little protective of Leon in this instance like she doesn't dislike Marius but she uh 
is concerned for her friend and also wants her to simmer down a touch. So she kind of comes up behind Leon and Marius and kind of like butts her way between them and says, Leon, if you could um, heat this, please. And just kind of holds out the pot. <laughs> um, Leon. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, Leon uh, grabs the pot from Griff's and casts prestidigitation with her other hand and just holds the pot over the fire and just kind of stands there. Just kind of stands up on her tippy toes and like looks into the pot to to just ensure that it's like boiling correctly and she's like, not too hot, not too hot, it needs to steep. A low boil. And she just kind of like keeps bossing and kind of side-eyes Marius for a second. And Marius is just staring at Leon boiling this pot of water and he sort of like looks around the party and he's like that's quite impressive milady thank you sir Marius you act like you've never seen magic before and he sort of like turns back to you and he's like well Mr. Wayfair was it I uh Oh, you don't need the mister. I don't do formalities. Chris, Chris snorts. And, uh, and turns to Marius and says, I turned into a bird? And you're surprised she can heat a pot of water? He sort of chuckles and he goes, well, it's more that I haven't met many nobility with the gift. Um, and Leon kind of looks to him and says, that's because there aren't very many of us. I actually think I might, at least that I can think of, be the only one in Aelis. There might be others, they just probably aren't as fiery as me. Let's say that. Let's. Okay, I think it's about ready. And she kind of <laughs> digs, she digs into her satchel, like not letting Marius get a word in edgewise, and pulls out like a an old, uh, like just wooden kind of tankard thing, and hands it to, to Leon and... and to pour the mixture into. And she's like, it's valerian root and chamomile. Thought it might help calm you down. After the events that have transpired, just drink it, please. Leon puts the fire out in her one hand. Um, and I guess this is a question for like logistics from the DM. Okay, answer for logistics. Would be, like, still hot. No. It wouldn't have like soot on it, right? No, so like you conjure okay. fire, it doesn't actually I burn. I just conjure it out of nowhere, yeah. right? Okay, the, I didn't, the I laws of physics and material retention don't, don't apply to this mm-hmm. world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dungeons um, and so Dragons. Leon goes and grabs the other mug and is now holding the hot pot and the mug <laughs> and starts pouring the tea and looks at Gris and says, I thought you were making the tea. <laughs> well I can't <laughs> I can't do prestidigitation, can I? Oh my god, my cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. The chaos that saved my life today. Leon, Leon pours the tea and then like hands the rest of the teapot back to Gris and is like, maybe others will want it. And uh, Leon kind of holds the mug um, like this. As I'm staring at Leon do all these things, I just pipe up and go, oh, if only you had, oh, I don't know, an extra hand. And I chuck and I look at Marriott. <laughs> Leon looks at Ari and is like, I can't cast Mage Hand and Prestidigitation at the same time, Ari. Marius, at this point, reaches for the pot from Gris, clearly meaning to uh, 
just sort of get it off of her hands as uh, Leon has handed it to her without much thought as to who would take it next. <laughs> Chris is like, oh, would you like some? It'd probably do you well too. You've had a long day going from bird to man again. And she kind of winks like, you know, <laughs> weird mom. <laughs> Uh, he chuckles a little bit at this, um, and goes, uh, well, yes, I suppose I can go back to the galley and see if there's any, any more tankards. Would anyone else care for some of this lovely tea? Oh, yes, I'll take one as well, please. You should get a mug for Galen. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> just like, does, Galen just does one of these to Leon, just like, I go, I don't think tea's his drink of choice. Yeah, that's the point, Ari. That's the point. So, <laughs> well, then why would Galen. you offer it to him? Marius retreats back into the galley with, with the pot taken from Gris, leaving the party uh, sort of to their own devices for a moment. At this point, Gris kind of just glares at Leon and says, Okay, tell me what the voice said again. So... Leon looks at Galen and Ari and says, so the voice stopped, just so you know. I know y'all were worried about it, right? A little bit concerned. There's a voice in Leon's head. It's gone. Um, Leon's like feeling Somehow really that's good. More right? concerning. Head, right? She's like, the reason I fainted, it told me that uh, I'm home, which is weird. Yeah, you get how and that's I need worse, right? I wouldn't say it's worse. I mean, I was the one living with the voice in my head, and it was just a little irritating to multitask. What shouldn't be multitasking? So I'm feeling good, feeling great. Do, how, <laughs> how, yes, Galen? Yeah, that. The voice said, welcome home to an yes. island that's called Hell's Portal. Correct. Does that <laughs> not concern you in the slightest? It actually said, welcome home, child. My child. To Let's be specific. If to add on, uh, welcome home, child, uh, where we are going to find someone whose name translates to betrayal and looking for betrayal's progeny you you're not if nearly as concerned as you should be what if what if what if the stories are wrong ari then why did we come we here know. if the stories are wrong <laughs> i, no, I, I think mean what if the stories are wrong about how he is a lot of we stories and we won't know until we investigate Leon, I and just don't I know how wrong. My father, my whole. I just don't know how wrong ancient stories that have been told time and time again can be. We have the history. We know the reality. I mean, obviously, we're in the right place, but let's keep expectations firmly banked a little lower. But is the history told correctly? The only way we can find out is by investigating. And I've been looking for my father my whole life, and so yes, I am eager. Because I feel like I finally know who he is, ish. And I know how to find him. Well, and that's so That's exciting. fair enough. But then, 
Are you ready if they are true? That's what I'm not... I think I need... I think I need to talk to him to figure it out. He doesn't seem terrible in my dreams. He doesn't seem mean or awful or horrible. He seems eager to see me. And that doesn't necessarily make him a good person. But... I don't have a dad. I've never had a dad. And I, Garen Reddleton, he couldn't even find anything. The fact that we found him and we're here, hmm. it's, it's a good thing. And we're here. So I hope we're not trying to discuss whether we should turn around because I'm not. No, 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 no. That's I'm, not the discussion. The discussion is your con like your level of concern and lack thereof. I just don't want you to get out there because we just need to talk next steps. Like, what are we going to do next? What's the plan? We don't want anybody rushing in on their own and maybe getting hurt. Um, <coughs> I think we should. I don't yes. mean to intrude, but I do believe the next step was for everyone to have tea. Marius is like sort of balancing mm -hmm, yes. like four mugs. He hands one to Gris. And... I help him. I take some and pass them out. All right. So he gives one to Galen, one to Gris. Ari, before you reach to take one to pass it, he holds up a finger, pulls out the flask, opens it, and pours a little bit in for you, and then closes I... it and puts it back in his pocket. Take it, and I go, a man after my own heart. And <laughs> take a sip. Gris kind of just smiles and, and gives him a nod and thanks and says, yes, let's drink tea and like slowly sips on her mug, like eyes kind of darting between her party members. Leon kind of witnesses it and then just like gently rolls her eyes. It's like, nope, this is not now. No, it's just not even worth it. Pick your battles, Leon. Pick your battles. We're not battling out of character. <laughs> so, so Gris says, all right, we're drinking tea, but we still need to talk next steps. And she kind of turns to Marius and says, you said you weren't getting off the boat, correct? Marius sort of unscrews the flask again and pours some into his own tea, uh, stirs it thoughtfully for a second, and then sips it and goes, I mean... I did take an oath to protect those who need it. Oh. And I would be remiss if I allowed you to go somewhere dangerous and something were to happen. And he sort of like takes another sip <laughs> and thoughtfully. I nod, I nod along. <laughs> I nod along and I go. Well, that's that's very brave. <laughs> and if it makes you feel better, we've fought some pretty nasty things, and I've gotten quite good at poking holes in them. He sort of uh, laughs and points to your sword and then points to the one strapped to his back and goes, I like to stick them with the pointy end. Hey! <laughs> I say it exactly like that. <laughs> I'm so excited about this man. Thing. And Ari kind of like turns to Marius and and has softened a little bit. Like, all right, he's agreed to come with us. 
He seems to like the same things that Ariadne likes, and Gris loves Ariadne. <laughs> so to Gris, she's she's less prickly now. <laughs> um, upon hearing that he's going to come with her with them, um, Leon she beams and she's like, "That's wonderful, Sir Marius. I'm glad to hear it. We would have hate to have left you on the ship alone, and I'm sure that your assistance will be." more than valued. I don't know what kind of things are on this island, but it is called Hell's Portal, so I have a bad feeling about that. So it'll be good we to have just, I turn to Leon and go, he just agreed. You sound like you're trying to get him to stay. No, I'm grateful, Ari. I'm just and saying. I'm also explaining to the rest of the party that I am a little concerned that there might be... I don't know. That's the problem. Oh, now you're concerned. Well, that's why I'm that, concerned There's some things I'm not concerned about. There's some things that I am concerned about. So not concerned about your friends on the island and meeting your father. Yes. But concerned, concerned about, about Marius monsters. and monsters. Well, I'm not concerned about Marius. I'm concerned oh, about the monsters okay. that might fight us. Okay. It's a little mean to Marius. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Are you guys saying Did that, that I Marius? should be afraid of Marius? I, I. Leon thinks you're a monster. Oh my god. Well, you know, she doesn't know me all that well, Mister. <clears throat> I, Galen. Chris kind of plays. Leon looks at Sir Marius and is like, just ignore him. <laughs> Chris kind of places like a pat on on Marius's arm or like forearm or whatever she reaches. <laughs> and she just kind of exhales and is like, okay, Leon, dear, what would you like yes. to do next? I think we should disembark and I think we should go. Just she go. like motions in the direction of the island into the she she you know can I actually actually Jenny can I roll a perception an insight can I roll a magic do I get a special kind of roll I was really I want just sitting here like someone's got to roll a perception check you landed on this beach like twenty minutes ago and nobody hmm. has taken yeah. a moment to look around. Uh, can we get everyone to roll a perception check as you're sort of discussing your next steps? Yeah. Do I still have what you told me I had? Oh, yeah, baby. You got that until okay. uh, I'll tell you otherwise. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Um, okay, so that is a 11 plus 1, 12. All right. 8 plus 5, 13. Plus 4. Galen's got a nat 20. 14 from Ari. What did you get, Chris? 14. All right, so Leon, we're going to start with you. You take a look around. Um, the sun is beginning to set. It actually began to set a while ago. Um, it's now barely visible over the horizon. Nightfall is fast approaching. Some might even call this twilight. Uh, it's sort of dark and you're still feeling a little woozy, though much more clear headed. So you can't really take in much other than the general shape of the scenery. It seems to be a rocky beach, uh, maybe some shrubs, but none seem particularly full of life. 
Uh, Gris and Ari, you both also take a moment to look around. This, as many locations have been to you so far, feels very foreign and alien. Uh, this is nothing like the forest you are accustomed to. The beach on which you have landed is covered in sharp rocks. Um, they come in a myriad of colors, but most seem to be a sort of rust red. Um, further along down the beach, you can see giant obsidian boulders. Um, they sort of shine in, in the light of the quickly disappearing sun. And uh, glisten. They're sort of being lapped at by waves, um, which reflect a sort of orangish glow that seems to be coming from this large volcano rising from the island. Uh, Galen, your attention is very much focused on this volcano. You've seen a lot of things. You've, uh, you've done a lot of things. You've lived a lot in a relatively short life, but you have never before seen a volcano. Um, the That's volcano an angry mountain. <laughs> Leon laughed out loud at that. <laughs> She's, she actually chuckled really hard at that. <laughs> Galen, uh, you look up towards the mountain that Ari has gestured to and sort of take it in for a moment. Uh, you can't see its peak. Um, it's somewhere high above you, sort of shrouded by what appear to be storm clouds, though they haven't gathered anywhere else but around the, the peak of the mountain. Slow-moving lava flows um, sort of adorn its sides and front, and uh, they glow very brightly like rivers of fire. Um, there's a fine layer of dust on everything, um, and when you sort of like run a hand through it, you realize that it's ash. Um, and somewhere at the top of this mountain that you cannot see is undoubtedly its crater. Um, you don't know much about volcanoes, but you have seen drawings. And from what you can remember, volcanoes often do have a crater at the top from which the molten rock, which you are watching flow down uh, its, its peak, uh, undoubtedly is emerging. So Leon kind of looks around and says, uh, I'm not sure about you guys, but maybe she kind of just points to the top. How about we ask the person like, who's been here before? And I point at Mary. <laughs> Marius, when you were here before, did you go up to the crater? Did you go to the top? What? How do you have any insight? Marius is standing there with his thumbs hooked into the pants borrowed from Galen. <laughs> uh, sort of looking up at the mountain. Uh, and your question sort of like, snaps him out of some kind of focus and he uh he looks back to you all and he's like well <clears throat> i didn't make it to the top but uh from what i understand um from what i've read and he sort of like blushes a little bit of at that and then uh clears his throat again and he's like <clears throat> from what i've read historically there was a circle of druids here who thought that at the volcano's top lived their god. Um, there's a footpath, hasn't been used in a long time, that you can follow all the way to the top, but it's uh, it's quite a trek and uh, has become very perilous since the mountain became active again. I um, 
got about halfway to the top before I just grabbed the rocks I needed and left. Curiosity can only carry you so far. You sound like a smart man. Chris kind of like <laughs> is just like staring at, at Marius and she's like, a circle of druids, you said? He sort of laughs and he's like, oh, yes, uh, quite ancient. I don't believe there's any more left. Um, the circle of flame, the circle of uh, uh, I'd have to check. It's the books in my library and back in Stone Sea. Can't quite remember. I've read quite a few things, but this one was interesting. I, I'm sorry. And he sort of like looks at your staff, looks at you, and he goes, Have you heard of them? It wouldn't be like the circle of dreams. From no, no. Okay. They from what I've what I've heard, they're they're largely in Dreamers Grove, in the sea of trees. <laughs> Gris kind of beams, and she's like, mm -hmm. <laughs> and so she's like, hmm. I wonder what god it could be. And she just kind of like starts digging through her bag once more. And she's also like, kind of side eyes Marius, and she's like, I never gave you a shirt, did I? <laughs> no, ma'am, you did not. Gris pulls out Galen's dress shirt and she kind of oh looks God. at Leon and mouths sorry and hands it to me. <laughs> um, uh, Leon casts message to Gris <laughs> and says, oh, don't apologize for leaving him shirtless. It's <laughs> Gris just kind of like <laughs> Gris is like deep guttural laughter as best she can. <laughs> Marius pulls on the- to this, but- oh. I'm so sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, Arya's completely oblivious to this, like, oh, I guess he didn't have a shirt on. <laughs> Marius pulls on the shirt and sort of, like, pulls it down, and uh, it's a little tight. He's, uh, Galen is quite the skinny fellow. Marius uh, is definitely a bit more muscled, uh, and he looks at Galen, and he goes, you have good taste. Thanks. It's not his. Well, it is his, but he didn't pick it. It's not his taste. Yeah. Was it Leon? Leon looks up. at Marius. <laughs> Leon looks at Marius and says, "Have you have you ever visited Raphael in Freyland? Freyland, elf capital. Ah, uh, yes. Can't say I can't. I have. I've um spent most of my time on the water, and there's no real. He's port. one of the best tailors I've ever met." He's also insufferable. He picked the shirt. <laughs> I turned to, to Galen and I go, "Well, it's not everyone who uh, in who enjoys being shirtless all the time and is dramatic about it." Thank you, Ari. <laughs> um, <laughs> Marius is clearly amused, but doesn't seem to think that he has a place in this banter. <laughs> um. Her, so yeah. Leon kind of hands still on the mug. Um, so she can't put her hands together as she usually does, but she's doing the best she can with the mug. Um, she goes, okay. So I say we make our way up that footpath. And we get to the top and we see what or who is there and we find out what's going on with that circle and... Once we get there, we can figure out next steps from there. Um, I go, 
You're making it sound a whole lot easier than I expect it'll be. And it might have something to do with those. And I point at the obsidian rocks and stuff. And I'm just like, is there anything special about them that I know or that I need to ask? Do you say that? Or is that a question for me, Jenny, the DM? For you. Jenny, the DM? Yes. Uh, they're volcanic rocks. You're, they're pretty. You're like, mm, okay, never seen rocks like they're those. They're not like... like uh, man-made or anything. No, no, they're just... Okay. They're just... I mean, the boulders are very shiny. They're shiny. Cool. Those are some shiny wow. rocks. Jenny, can I do some sort of, like, arcana check or something to see if I know what this other druidic circle is? You can do... Uh, it's gonna be a wisdom check. Okay. Do, 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 do. 19. Yeah, I just go, I expect there will be things that don't want us to get to the top of that mountain. <laughs> All right, so Gris, uh, real quick, before we, we go off of what Ari just said, uh, you are actually familiar, sort of, with stories of an ancient um, druidic cult that worshipped the volcano as a god. Um, they haven't been heard or seen from in over 100 years. Um, but they, they definitely existed. Uh, there's, there's not a lot of information about them or what their practices were. Um, nor really who their god was. That's what I was trying to get to. <laughs> okay. Um, so, Leon looks at Ari and says... Listen, there may be things, there may not be things. We're only going to know once we get there. And so I think we should head out and start to traverse this path. And and I don't know anything about this place. I can't give you any other insight other than we just have to do the best we can with what we have. And that's all I've got. <laughs> Oh, I know. I was just know. saying you were being very <laughs> cavalier about this. This, uh, by definite, by Marius's definition, like a treacherous footpath. Leon kind of like, like, does a hand gesture and is like, "I'm trying to be positive, positive thinking." You know, Chris in the house. at this at this point is is seated on the deck of the boat and uh, seems to be fiddling with her foot wraps. Uh, the rather nice one she got Raphael, from Raphael, and she's like, there's a lot of power and positive thinking. Also, Leon, you're not going to like this, but we're on a volcanic island, and it's probably going to be hot, and I need something on my feet, so you might need them too, Ari. And she's kind of oh, wrapping I'm up her wearing feet. them. Okay. <laughs> Gris takes hers off a lot, because she's used to being barefoot. <laughs> yeah. Ariadne. No, Ari, Ari's Ari, always Ari. On the subject yes. of things that may get in our way. Um, I have to say, I didn't see much in the manner of beasts or anything, really, on my trek up. You know, quite a few salamanders. And he kind of, like, stops and thinks about that for a second. He's like, they come in all kinds of colors. But uh, I am a little worried about... And he, like, turns to Leon, and he looks down at your feet, and he's like, your footwear may impede your travels. Um, 
My it's unfortunate. <laughs> Leon, so I would, Leon keeps multiple outfits yes. in her bag. Yes. Would she have alternate shoes as well? Would she? I think so. Would she I mean, have? Her ideal are the thigh high heeled boots. Yeah. But I would say she probably has a pair of practical lower, maybe knee high flat boots. <laughs> Go get your boots, Leon. <laughs> Do those work? Yes. Thoughts, comments, questions, concerns? I have um, no thoughts, so comments, Leon... questions, or concerns. <laughs> Leon turns to Marius, puts her finger up, like, just one moment, Sir Marius. And <laughs> she goes and uh, she grabs the other boots and she holds them up. Marius, almost like Vanna Whiting it, goes, thoughts on the sufficiency of these? <clears throat> they they look lovely my lady Wonderful. growing ever more impatient Galen <laughs> dives off the side of the ship in an act of defiance and makes his way to the beach Galen is done <laughs> Marius Marius taking off her courage boots and putting the other ones on just goes oh god he's just so much He's so much. Galen, <laughs> I feel like you should know that you, you managed to actually land the boat on the beach. Uh, so I'm going to need you to roll a dexterity saving throw, my friend. Easy. Okay. Maybe oh, jumped no. <laughs> you should have looked no. before you jumped. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> 16. Oh, no. Okay, that's not too bad. Hang on, let me do a quick roll for the ground. To the DM! A quick roll for the ground. Why? The ground says 25, bitch. Happy birthday to the ground, Galen. Galen, roll a d6. Oh, no. Okay. Someone do be getting damage. Uh... I hope you're good at sand swimming. Five? All right, roll again one more time for damage because you can see the ocean. Yeah, one. You have, you have that nifty perk. <laughs> All right, so you land on the ground. You actually realize that your mistake as you're falling and uh, sort of right yourself around. You do, however, uh, twist your ankle quite badly as you land, and you take two and a half points of damage. Gris kind of seeing this terrible fall is like, oh no. It was actually kind of a cool landing, but it didn't end well. And you would be she able can, to she tell. Can, yeah. yeah. She's, she's kind of like, this is not good. So Gris, using her newfound most favorite ability of all, um, wild shapes into a sparrow yet again and kind of flutters her way down to Galen, frantically chirping in his face before wild shaping back into her human form. And just wow. kind of tilts her head and yells at him and says, would you like to explain? <laughs> as Galen and uh, as, as Grizz has asked Galen, um, Leon finishes putting on the boot, looks at, at Marius and goes, Sir Marius, should we get off the boat as well? Ari, would you like to get off the boat as well? I think the three of us could probably do it in a much safer manner, but I would let you two lead the way and then I will follow and hopefully not fall flat on my face. 
It's a big hopefully. <laughs> At this point, I think Briss is probably uh, checking out uh, Galen's ankle. Um, can I use cure wounds on his ankle, or is this going to be like a permanent "you fucked up" Galen situation? Um, have consequences. Actions have consequences. He will be allowed to be healed before mm-hmm. his next battle, but for now, it's uh... actions have consequences. Chris <laughs> just kind of like, like looks at his ankle, and she's like, "You swear it's not that bad." It's not that bad, Galen. You and cannot she- pull your full weight on your ankle now. I'm so sorry. It's not that bad. It's fine. She's like, I have to at least have some sort of herb or something to help with the pain, and she begins digging once again into her satchel. So as the two on the beach uh, interact. <laughs> Uh, Ari and Marius sort of uh, pull out the gangplank and unceremoniously lower it down. Ari, um, can you, after this episode, add a proficiency in water vehicles? But um, it's not super proficient. You're no Galen, but you do have it now. Uh, Oh, yeah. Leon, um, Marius then sort of does an after you gesture and uh, you all sort of head down the gangplank to Galen and Gris who are waiting on the sand. Gris kind of pulls they get to the bottom of the gangplank. Oh no, I was going to say Leon calls out. Are you feeling Galen? <laughs> Great. And Galen does one of these. <laughs> Gris is like shaking her head and kind of remembering back to when the party first met and when Galen was like up in the tree and she's just like pulls out this <laughs> this piece of willow bark and kind of just like why do you always have to be like this and she just like shoves it up as high as she can and says please chew <laughs> and like hands him the bark upon seeing this and also kind of remembering that um uh i uh i just go like there are easier ways of body modification <laughs> <laughs> Chris just like is has lost it at this point. She's like, I can't with this. She's reached the point with this party where she loves him so much, but also, good lord, they're difficult. <laughs> Galen um, just like breaks off a piece of the bark and sticks the rest of it in his pocket and just starts chewing on the bark. Chris just grunts grunts in approval and like kinda like just nudges into his body like like come on cheer up <laughs> um as as if his mood wasn't foul enough the- already <laughs> um where is everyone situated at the moment like is like in relation to leon so leon <clears throat> you are i'm assuming you and ari are about in step with each other <clears throat> I'm so sorry. Uh, Marius is a few feet behind you both. And uh, Galen and Gris are facing each other about 14 feet down the shore. Okay. Um, Leon kind of looks back to Marius and says, Sir Marius, you said you'd gone halfway up this pathway. Do you think... You could lead us? And she kind of falls in step with him. Yes, milady, I believe I could. Um, she looks at him and says, 
Can I call you Marius? You may call me whatever you wish, my lady. Wonderful. Can you please call me Leon, please? Ladies for Aelis. That would be entirely improper, Lady LaBelle. <laughs> Leon kind of like chuckles and is like, oh, that's nice. She's like, I really, really insist though, please. It's a first. <laughs> I will try my best, my... Leo. Thank you, Marion. Um, like, rubs the bridge of his nose and is just like, it's not that hard. You're 14 feet away, Galen! <laughs> well, it's like, it's a visual thing, right? Like, you can, you can still see. All you can tell is that they're talking. You, you're allowed to be frustrated with that, but... Okay. <laughs> um, so, as they continue walking, I assume they get closer to Gris and Galen. Yes. That would make sense if they're walking. Um, what an obvious thing to say, Victoria. Um, no, it's okay. So... <laughs> um so leon kind of once she's within kind of like speaking reach uh she says to the rest of the party uh marius is going to help lead us halfway up and then once we get there i guess we'll all be in it together trying to figure out our next steps galen are you sure you're fine yes <laughs> really and leon looks to gris and is like Gris just kind of like shakes her head and closes her eyes, and then she just kind of like begrudgingly like holds her staff to to Galen with like a face like you gonna need this you good you gonna you gonna be able to walk okay. Galen just looks down at Gris and is just like, no. <laughs> How much fine. of this do I hear? You are watching this happen. You hear all of it. Um, cool. you are. Can you roll a medicine check? Nineteen plus five. All right, uh, you look at Galen, and he is clearly not putting his full weight on his right foot. Although he has told Gris he will not be needing her staff. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> I just go. I just look him up and down and go. You're taking the staff because I'm not carrying you this time. Gris once again just holds it out. Galen just doesn't take it. He just starts walking. Galen, Gris is pissed. Constitution just... saving throw, Galen. Oh, I just wanted to throw it at his back. <laughs> you can do that too, but we're getting a constitution a... saving throw sorry. first. I want to be like Rafiki for a hot second. 21. <laughs> Galen, you limp away. It's very clearly a limp, but you don't fall over. Gris, would you like to throw the staff at him? I guess seeing him limp, she feels a little, a twinge of regret and just says, well, if you need it. <laughs> and no, just, and I, I look down at Chris and I go, no, he had his chance. Chris just shrugs and, and starts walking, knowing that she will soon fall behind this party very quickly. So Galen has just started walking in a random direction. He does not know where to go. Are you following him? Nope, actually, no. I'm not. I'm just going to wait. 
No, I'm follow, we're following Marius. <laughs> Leo looks to Marius and says, is he going the right direction? Or <clears throat> uh, I mean, I'd, I'd like to think that Galen's smart enough to walk towards the volcano. <laughs> that doesn't mean that's where the path is, Galen. Uh, space is three-dimensional. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Galen what I get that you don't like me for whatever reason but when I was in the military when okay. someone went out of their way to cause problems for the rest of their party it didn't go over very well and you're walking in the wrong direction Even more reason for me to dislike you now. You're one of those military folks. So, well, fuck me. I guess I'll just listen to you. Blah, blah, blah. Leon looks at Marius and says, try not to take it personally from him. He's I've just told him as much. He hates yeah. everyone. Everyone. Do not worry. Well, almost. Lady Leon, uh, my brother is 16. I know my way around a sullen teenager. And he sort of like walks off. Uh, still towards the volcano, but around, because the island is a circle that goes in three dimensions. Uh, um, sort of, actually not that off in the direction that, that Galen was going, but definitely further towards the left. Um, I would like Leon to try and stay in step with him, because she's eager. She's like, yes, pathway, get to the center of the island, let's go, I'm ready for this, this is exciting, Let's. I want to lead the way. She's like, Yes, we're here. She's stoked. Um, so so yeah, I'd like her to. We have Marius and Leon. Do we have Ari, Gris, Galen? Yeah. I'll, yeah. I was going to say, I'll just try and make sure Gris isn't struggling too much. I think, I think at this we're point, Galen at this point, Gris is maybe like concerned about the rocks, concerned about her bare feet, but she's kind of like following. But she's contemplating other other potential ways to make it through this island. She's contemplating wild shaping, I believe. <laughs> um, she loves wild shape. <laughs> she likes to be a bird. Galen, um, are you following so... behind? Reluctantly. Yeah, I figured. Okay. <laughs> You're gonna make this really hard on me, aren't you, Ryan? Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I've I've got things in store for you, Leon. Uh, so you are walking with Marius. Um, can we have you know yes. what? So as you walk, um, he sort of leads you to uh, a very obvious footpath. It's worn smooth, the rocks beneath your feet, but doesn't look like anyone's walked on it for quite a while, or at least not consistent, consistently being used for for quite a while. Okay. Anyone goes, this is exciting. I was worried we were going to have to do climbing or something. A pathway is so nice in comparison because I can't climb. Um, and then, like, I guess they're just walking on the pathway, right? For now, um, they're yes. all walking. The path is very obvious. Okay. Um, so as... I'm uh, surprised Leon it's still Mary. here. <laughs> yeah. As... Leon and Marius are walking. Um, she kind of looks at him and says, So, Marius of House Steel, 
We've met. Well, we've been in the same room before. Have we? What? We have. <laughs> Although you kind of disappeared for a little while. Um, there are a lot of rumors about you. And I'm not... I hear them, but I'm not one to believe them. Oh. Uh, you mentioned the military. I heard through the grapevine. You know nobles don't know how to shut up. Um, I heard you retired. He sort of, uh, <laughs> awkwardly looks around. I don't think birds get a pension. <laughs> <laughs> he actually chuckles at that and looks back to Ariadne and he goes, No, I don't suppose we did, but, um... The Navy was a long time ago, and, um, mm -hmm. I suppose you could call it a retirement. Awfully cryptic, Marius. Oh, goodness. Um, okay. What, what made you join the military in the first place? Like, you, your family's an Alus. My father is an Alus. My apologies. My father is an Alus. <clears throat> Didn't have much of a choice, really, after my father remarried. I was sent off to the academy in Stone Sea. Oh my god. To sort of keep the peace. But also, as you know, it is the duty <gasps> of the eldest child to always receive a strong education. Um, I suppose uh, I stayed in the Navy because... I love the ocean. I prefer to adventure, to be free than to stay home and slowly stifle in noble soirees. Leon nods and is like, I can appreciate that. While I like- Good Decisions. Soirees aren't because all that fun. And Leon kind of chuckles and is like, we, Have you been to one? Mix on Kalti? Uh, exactly uh, one. And I don't think it's an experience I'd like to repeat. Leon looks at Marius and says, Do you know, did you know Gabriel Linaros? <laughs> oh, yes. I knew Gabriel Linaros. He, was... he tried to kill me. Well, that doesn't sound too far-fetched to me. He was a... Seemed pretty far-fetched to my mother, I think. Mm. Since she was the one who was trying to set me up with him, apparently. <laughs> uh. Uh, well, you know, what they say about mothers. He sort of trolls off and he's like, trails off and he's like, I, I don't know how I was going to finish that one. Well. If it makes you feel any better, Galen screwed with his head with tarot cards. Something tells me Galen <laughs> likes to screw with plenty of people's heads. And oh, he sort of like... <laughs> he like, at that point he sort of stops, um, having noticed that Grist has fallen behind um, along with Galen. Galen, your movement speed is down five because of refusing to take a step. Um, 
and he sort of <laughs> waits for them. Gris kind of realizes what's happening and she kind of shouts ahead and she's like, so sorry, we'll be there in just a sec. And she turns to Galen and she says, you can either take my staff or I'm about to wild shape into a bear and you're going to fucking ride on my back. So take your pick. That sounds more exciting than holding a stick, if I'm being honest. Fucking Christ. (laughs) Oh, like, are you serious? Okay, Ryan out of character. She cannot speak if she's a bear. It really limits the role playing. <laughs> Hearing a benevolent voice in Galen reaches over and takes the stick and says, "But I suppose this will do." Chris, Chris just smiles as if she's like won a war, and she like kind of speeds up as quick as she can, like kind of at like a slight jog at this point <laughs> in an attempt to not like keep the party behind and she's like good because I didn't really want to be a bear right now <laughs> uh Marius Leon watches you out noticing that she's oh, jogging yeah go for it and I just want Leon to call out and be like don't don't you don't need to rush Grace it's fine please don't I, I look down in her and go do you want a piggyback ride and and Chris just kind of like pulls on her tunic and she's like no 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 I'm okay She's kind of she's kind of determined to 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 be just a normal member of the team at this point. <laughs> so now that everyone's grouped off, Marius starts walking again, but at a notably slower pace. Um, um, um. Clearly, trying to make sure that Gris can keep up. Um, Gris, Gris kind of realizes it and doesn't really say anything, but just kind of like. Like, shyly, like, looks at Marius and just kind of smiles. <laughs> and says, um... Oh, go ahead. There you go. Oh, I was gonna... No, she, no, you... She's like, so what have you guys been talking about? And she's been so far away. She's like, include me in this conversation. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> oh, we were talking about how Gabriel tried to kill me. Oh. Marius knows him. Not a surprising turn of events. And Chris Apparently. kind of thinks for a second and she's like wait did we end up killing him and then kind of <laughs> yes. realizes what she no, said yet. <laughs> and her <laughs> eyes go wide and she's like i mean uh defeating him and just oh. kind of like uh oh. picks at her fingers for a second <laughs> like oh <laughs> oh do not worry my Leon. lady yeah your secret's safe with me. And he just, like, he seems completely taken with Gris's confession of murder. He seems to think it's one of the funnier things he's heard in quite some time. Gris is, like, bright red and, like, silent. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Leon kind of goes, did you, did you know Alexandre Valrath as well? Not personally. I knew Gabriel through friend or former friend um i heard of him something about an engagement or whatever rumor mill i've never been quite that keen on keeping up with all of that honestly better that way it's a little overwhelming um and leon kind of goes so there is speaking of the rumor mill I heard some things about your marriage. 
Um, I want you to know that I don't have any opinion on it because I don't believe the things that are said. Um, but I did want to say that I am sorry that it fell apart. Gris kind of perks up because she remembers Mary is telling her this when they were birds. And she's like, oh, yeah, so sorry to hear about that. What happened? Leo <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> put her hand, head in her hand. I was like, yeah. Marius <laughs> takes the flask from his pocket and takes a long sip of it. Uh, and sort of <clears throat> looks at it for a moment, takes another long sip, screws the tap top back on, and then uh, sort of looks back between the two women who are sort of questioning him, unscrews the lid, takes another sip, screws it back on, and puts it in his pocket. And then he goes, <clears throat> Well, <clears throat> I suppose... The story is best started at the beginning. Um, after the end of my career in the Navy, I spent some time as a merchant, as the family trade did not particularly interest me. I took it upon myself to sell our wares between Stone Sea and, <clears throat> and Aelas, and... Uh, well, I returned home one day, and my father informed me I was to be married to oh, lovely. a woman. Um, <clears throat> her name was Alyssa. She was quite young, and uh, neither of us were particularly excited by the prospect, but it was fine, I suppose. We got married, and our honeymoon was nice and i grew fond of her at least chris kind of just grunts and interrupts us for a second <laughs> because she is like no she's like what is with you royals and these arranged marriages and she i turn i turn to gris and i go i was thinking the same thing this doesn't sound very happy mm. no in the forest we would never oh never no, like, uh, my mother hasn't done that to me yet. <laughs> well, I assume she was trying with that dastardly human that we defeated. Um, <laughs> but I think Leon laughs. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> and she kind of turns to Marius and like sternly kind of looks him in the eye and she's like, you should marry someone you love. And she's like, sometimes someone who chases you for years and years and who you think you love, but aren't really sure you love. But ultimately, yeah, you love. But absolutely not someone just because someone told you to. He sort of, I turn to Grizz and I go, that's a very specific example. (laughs) But the point stands. She's just like, oh, of course I'm talking about me and Reese. But yeah, you know what I mean. (laughs) He reaches down Um, and like sort of pats your head for a moment. And he's like, well... Unfortunately, business and pleasure very rarely intermingle. My lady. And she sighs and she's like, and I guess that's where we differ. For me, business doesn't really matter all that much. Uh, He sort of... I feel... Never mind. He sort of waves off the the train of thought that he's on and he goes, nonetheless... um, 
when you prioritize yourself over the ones you love and your need for adventure over the happiness of someone waiting for you, sometimes you can't expect them to wait forever. I assume Leon has put two and two together. Yes. Yeah. Um, Leon looks at him and says, I am so sorry. Mm. For the record, the few times that I met Alyssa, she was very vapid, and I had a bad feeling about her. So, uh, probably not missing out on much. I don't know if that helps. I'm so sorry. I, I just squint at Leon again, and I just go, this is your comfort? <laughs> Marius sort of clears his throat again very clearly wanting to talk about anyone other than himself and looks between the party and he goes <clears throat> well enough about me what about you all do you have someone waiting for you at the end of this adventure Chris kind of ch chimes in and she's like oh well Galen has B I mean, and Galen, like, Galen's sort of it. like Galen, during the whole like talk about marriage and stuff like Galen tuned out because <laughs> he Galen. hates nobles and he's Galen and he's just like <laughs> it's just it's just a power agreement whatever I don't need to pay attention and then he hears B and then he's like what <laughs> someone to go home to after this is all over the wonderful incredible adorable B Bofkin Marius's eyebrows shoot into his hair and he's like and he looks at Galen and he's like, I am so sorry. Chris kind of tilts her head and says, sorry? For what? It is none of your Leon, concern, have, my lady. Uh, yeah, I go to Chris and I'm like, don't worry about it. And Chris is like, I'm worried. Galen sort of just like and looks up and looks Marius in the eye and goes like, yeah. <laughs> Can Leon put are. two and two together there? Um, you figured out that Marius somehow now knows B, and it's made Galen very unhappy. <laughs> and as has Gris. Um, <laughs> Gris kind of like so Leon just kind of goes, ah, okay, I understand. Wait. Gris kind of looks looks over uh, at Ariadne, like hoping they will give her a sign. <laughs> I just I just do like a little like later. Agris just kind of nods and she's like, I might have someone to go. Well, I have somebody to go home to, uh, but hopefully maybe we'll be able to save him. And she just kind of goes quiet, like not quite sure what to say. Just, yeah. And seeing Gris do this, I just go like, not maybe. Yeah. Leon, seeing that Gris doesn't really know what to say, uh, looks at Marius and says, there's two reasons why we're here. One of them is to recover Gris's husband from the dream world. This is going to be a lot. Um, but I feel like you should know before we go any further. We're trying to recover Gris's husband from the dream world. We're also trying to find my father, who may or may not be the Gilded Sorcerer. Just want you to know everything up front. Um, that's it. So... Gris will have someone to go to after this. Um, Marius sort of holds up a hand. 
He's like, the gilded sorcerer might be your father, and we're going to find him. The yeah. the gilded sorcerer well, with the war crimes, that gilded sorcerer. Presumably, Correct. yes. Yes, you see our concern. This is just so not might be my father, so much so as probably maybe he, he was my father at this point. So okay, I'm so sorry. The the gilded sorcerer, like the one that the elves have the thing about, you know, with the the yeah, the one. in his bed a hero's sleep and he sort of like goes off on a little tangent here from his <laughs> dreams the world ends leap that guy that yeah I I go yeah the one the one whose name translates to betrayal yeah um she's his progeny from that song betrayal's progeny to be exact Leona's like wincing like this is really not the best way to be meeting an attractive man. <laughs> She's like, yes, to all of it. Yeah. Yes. You see our concern back on the boat. There's also something about, like, what was it? Golden blood and um, Leon reading stuff. Well, that's what Gabriel said to me when he tried to kill me. Golden blood for golden causes. Mm, Only fun. when golden blood is spilled is the dreamer's destiny fulfilled. Yes, I'm quite familiar with songs from the seas of trees. Uh, but I'm, I guess, and he sort of like takes a little bit of a step to the side, sort of away from Leon a little bit, and he goes, I thought he was the intimidating one here. And <laughs> Chris just kind of waves her hand and she's like, oh no, Leon's wonderful. Just because she's got maybe a scary backstory and maybe some scary moments here and there. She's not maybe sometimes here. might sometimes uh, kind of dissociate and 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 leave, launch herself into dangerous situations i just like i'm trying to <laughs> has dreams and maybe speaks in her sleep every now and then but it's okay everyone okay wow she, everyone. She, she set strikes mustache on fire just because she could he so. said that someone needed to ride it Go for a mustache ride. He yes. deserved it. Disgusting. Thank you, Gris. I actually think the it's mustache awful. thing is quite impressive. You knew him, didn't you, Galen? He was a dick, right? I'm glad we could finally agree on something. I think you agree on something else is what I'm picking up on, but, you know, whatever. Gris. <clears throat> <sighs> yes. Thank you, Galen, for shutting that one down. I appreciate it. Um, Leon says, I assure you I don't know my father the reason I'm here is because I want to find my father and as I was saying there's no way for us to all collectively know what he's like we've none of us have met him he might be terrible he might be tolerable who knows I just the fact that those are the options though isn't encouraging, Leon. At the very least, I need to know, Ari. I am even be alive. Okay, but what? just maybe take everything he says with a grain of salt. Don't trust things that you hear in the dream realm. Um, just be super cautious. I am not one to judge when it comes to fathers, Lady LaBelle. 
forget I Thank said you. anything. Thank you, Marius. Um, and are we all still walking at this point? Yes. Actually, can I get a perception check from everybody? I was going to say, I'd like to do that. Because it's been a hot minute. Oh, shit. Grizz ain't paying no attention. It's a four. <laughs> Oh, 14 plus 5, 19. Where the f*** Okay. Uh, well, um, yeah. I'm not even going to roll twice, because it can't get lower than that. Plus 4 is 17. That All right. Fail. So yours was a crit fail. Gris's was a 4. Ari's was a 15? 19. And Galen's was a... Thank you. Galen, 17. what was yours? 17? Okay. So... Uh, we're gonna start with Gris. Gris, you are actually lost in thought. Um, recently watching B and Galen and now Marius and Leon, um, you have been just thinking a lot about Riss. Um, you are, as much as you are trying to exude your typical motherly, motherly joy and affection, um, your brain is wholly occupied by the dream you had, and by the sound of Riss's scream. Um, even as you're walking forward and salamanders, which you've never seen before, skitter before you, you can't really think of, of much else. Um, it's, you know, your heart is breaking, even as you're walking, as you're watching this. When you watched Galen light up, light up when B was mentioned, you can't help but think that you should be lighting that up that way, up that way about your husband, who, um... Right now, every thought just kind of fills you with, with sadness. Uh, Ari, you mm -hmm. uh, actually take a little moment to sort of dash ahead. Uh, you don't mind walking slow, but you are sort of just a, a naturally fast person. You would rather go quickly and I sort zoom. of see what you can. So you, you sprint ahead and... Um, Manage to catch a glimpse of what lies before you. It appears to mm -hmm. be a large crevasse. Um, not that large, but probably about eight feet across, um, through which flows lava. Um, it's The air around it is searingly hot, and you sort of dart mm -hmm. back. Galen, you uh, see what Ari sees. You sort of um, take a moment to walk ahead using Gris's uh, staff, and you too notice the crevasse. Um, you sort of gauge it for a moment and realize that uh, even with your broken ankle you or twisted ankle, you probably won't be the person in the party who struggles the most to cross this. You can see that the path continues on the other side, something that Ari doesn't notice. And so you realize that you really have no option but to cross this. We, uh, we got to go across that and Galen sort of just points how wide is it okay eight feet i i pop up oh you know, you know around the side wait who's the tallest person marius how tall is he six two cool marius and a quarter <laughs> leon chuckles and is like okay um shit what How do we do this? How do we? Gris you... kind of suddenly looks up, having been deep in thought, and says, how do we do what? Yeah, Leon, you um... don't really notice anything. I forgot to tell you. 
you're uh oh, sorry. you're standing there you're thinking a lot about um marius having mentioned war crimes uh there's a handsome guy in front of you galen's being a little bit of a prick you know you're, you're, your brain's kind of all full right now um yep. You don't even really look around. You're sort of like looking at Marius and back at Galen, thinking about that weird exchange, looking at Gris, who seems kind of <laughs> disheveled very suddenly and not really considering much at all. <laughs> okay. Is is there anything um, on this side or the other side that could help get the party across? Um, I need Galen to roll a wisdom nature nature check before we do that can somebody tell gris what's okay. going on <laughs> yes and leon honestly <laughs> we got to get across that crevice leon looks up and is like oh my god okay <laughs> gris kind of tilts her head and she's like well i can uh be a bird did you say nature jenny nature are we all cast a message real quick? Or yeah. Galen, you could you could cast Arcana. You could do an Arcana check if that would be better suited to your skills. It's, Are these I both like, your dump stat? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> can I ask the DM a now question? Now that you can ask the DM a question, go for it. So once upon a time we saw a wyvern. Do we know what the the CR of a wyvern is? Probably. Ah, uh, it's too high. Fudge. Um, okay. Um, I think I pipe up. Is there a body I, of water I, visible? <laughs> Probably not, right? No. Okay. Now that Leon has seen the lava river, mm -hmm. can she roll Arcana? Gris suddenly, suddenly, it's going like, to be a nature check for you, Leon. Is look, she's looking down okay. and realizing that she just saw some salamanders. Cross mm -hmm. by her thirteen for nature, of which she has never seen before. She okay, so you can salamanders are not fireproof. I know, but I have an ability that has the word salamander in it. That is part of my druidic circle, and she's like, "Well, I can make you resistant to fire damage. I don't know if it's enough to like walk through fire damage." It's not walk through. to walk through. Uh, I just pipe up and go, I can clear that, but I don't uh, know about all of you. Galen, you rolled uh, a 14? Minus one, 13. Galen, you seem to remember that uh, water can turn fire that is melted rock into regular rock. Okay, I was already on that path. Okay. And you say it like oh solidifies that for me. Okay. Um I'm I'm gonna just cast wall of water on the melted hot rock stuff and turn it solid. And there is some sizzling and the lava cools very quickly. I mean you could do that too. That's oh, great. A long jump. Gala just kind like of puts her hands together and is like, "Wonderful, that's Gala great." Gala just goes like, <laughs> "Look." Leon does like a gentle like. Marius yeah, does a low being... whistle, yeah. indicating that he's impressed. <laughs> and it's seeing that I go and I uh, I go and remember, um, I just stare at Gala and go, "See, that's a good use of water wool." 
As Leon goes, oh. To... No, Chris. As opposed to last time he used it. The last time he used it? Fine. Yeah. I haven't seen him use it. That's before we got to... Ari? Ne okay, I'm like staring at Leon now. Ari, I think Leon's a little bit embarrassed in front of her new betrothed. I beg your pardon, Galen? Betrothed? <laughs> what? You heard me. And then um, Galen sort of like snaps his fingers and is like, let's go. Leon looks at Gris and says, the first night, Galen used it on me. You threw water at Leon? No wonder why you guys have had a weird tiff ever since. <laughs> um, Leon kind of chuckles and uh, like walks over the newly rock bridge situation. Lack of lava, I guess is a better term. Is it like completely solid? Like we're Gucci to walk across this? Like I'm a little concerned. Man, it's just turned lava into rock. Is I mean, this is like a 30 foot wall of water. It 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 probably got a lot or at least a decent amount. And there's no lot. Can we do it like a kind of, kind of a little perception? There's no lava flowing anywhere. We're not in any rush. Like perception check. Okay. I'm just I'm gonna be I'm gonna be that bitch real quick for safety. 21. Damn. Uh, it looks relatively safe. You wouldn't, like, hang out on the bridge and have a snack, but it seems like it'll do the trick for a good 30 seconds. 30 seconds. All right. Gris is hustling over the newly formed bridge and kind of just, cool. like, shoots Galen a thumbs up as she crosses it and also shouts, don't catch my, my staff in the lava, please. Be careful. Hearing this, Galen sort of just like holds it up over his head. She just says, thank you! Galen, when the staff is not touching the ground, yeah. your movement speed is reduced by five feet per second. We're we're fine. I just thought you should know. Gap. You should just yeah. know, you know, you should be aware. <laughs> Leon kind of calls I, back. I, I, I still I'm just kind of What? How's that ankle feeling? We're fine. Mmm. Um, I still, like, I still just kind of grumbled to no one in particular. I'm like, I still could have made that. <laughs> Chris, Chris hears uh, her friend say that, and she's, she's like, oh, Ariadne, of course you could. You're so fast and so speedy, and that time you jumped up the chimney, I had to fly up it. Of course you would have made it. Um, I had to be lifted up it, so I really have faith that you could have done it. I, however... Lifted, pulled. The there was a lot that had to be done. <laughs> Not dexterous, if you will. <laughs> Gris just kind of chuckles and she's like, it's okay, Leon. I'm literally smaller than three feet, so you and me both. <laughs> and at um, this, Ari pipes up. That does mean you could probably be thrown. Please don't throw me. Let's not test that. <laughs> Just musing. She could be thrown, though. You know, they have a point. <laughs> Liam goes, we're not throwing Gris. We're not throwing Gris. Gris, we're not going to throw you. Please don't. Gris kind don't of worry. realizes we're at this point, as they've crossed the bridge, that she's been kind of slow and, and leading the party behind. And also remembers that she can do something to help that. Um... <laughs> Can I 
cast Primal Beast. You can, but I need to warn you, you will not necessarily get a long rest before your next battle. Okay. Um, so keep in mind how you use your spell slots. Mm-hmm. Just kidding, we're staying slow. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing maybe Gris struggle a little bit, I offer again, I'm just like, I did offer, just hop on. At this point, Gris is like, my feet are covered in ash. I'm slow. Galen's faster now. And she's just kind of like nods up at Ariadne, like, All I right. just like kind of crouch and like hold up like an arm to make some kind of ramp <laughs> and just wait for for Gris to climb. Gris kind of scrambles up them and kind of kind of just gives them a pat on the head to let them know that she's there and situated and they can stand back up. Cool. <laughs> I do. Um, so while they're doing this, Leon kind of sidles up next to um, Marius. I'm not sure where Galen is in relation Galen, where to are you? In relation to everyone. I'd say I'm maybe a right about at the end of the crevice. All right. So uh, Galen's going to be about five feet away from Marius, who's sort of awkwardly standing there with his arms crossed, like watching the whole party interact with each other. Uh, Arya's going to be about five feet away from Marius as well with Gris on their back. So you've now approached Marius. Nice. Okay. Um, Leon <laughs> says, you feel comfortable? Are you okay if we keep walking? Are we at the point that you got to yet? Uh, about another mile and a half. Um, okay. Um... So Leon kind of like motions like surprisingly like, uneventful walking. Yeah, thank God. I told you, you mean uneventful. I, <laughs> I did magic. I did magic. I did water magic. I've never done that except for the first day. Well, who's well, whose decision was that? I didn't you've have been an opportunity to. You've been unconscious and clumsy every other time you got the opportunity. It's not on me to tell you to use Waterwolf. Gris, Gris is like, I mean, to be fair, Ariadne, he's not a spellcaster. He's just a triton. So that must be one of your triton abilities. You'd be correct, Gris. Well, I'm very proud of you, Galen. And she just kind of shoots him a smile. <laughs> Galen blushes. <laughs> I thought it Blue. was Quite cool. Myself. Impressive. Ah, I just chuckle at Mary. <laughs> <laughs> I would expect so, otherwise it'd be steam. Steam. <laughs> <clears throat> Marius chuckles a little bit and slaps you on, on your back. <laughs> I shake a little bit and I like grab uh Gris's legs or something to make sure she doesn't fall. Gris kind of like holds her arm out to like steady a little. She's like, Marius! <laughs> Sorry, I forgot you were there. And Gris kind of like, how could you forget? It's me. <laughs> he was looking at someone else. <laughs> Gris is like, yeah. don't throw me. I just go, I'm up it's there. okay. I forget how susceptible she is to momentum too. I'm literally two foot seven. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
Shall we continue? Yeah. And Gris kind of, with a new height advantage, like points ahead and says, lead the way! (laughs) Uh, Marius (laughs) sort of starts walking again, this time at a more normal pace, less less slow than before now that, that Gris is able to be carried. Um, Leon, uh, says to him as they're walking, she goes, uh, you said you didn't like the family business. You're not a metalsmith? You don't make weapons? I know your father does. I mean, I can. You don't have to tell me if you don't want to. It's all right. I mean, I don't see you running any shops or anything, so I'm sure you can understand. thank you. Goodness. Did you make yours? <laughs> yes. I uh, I learned the family trade. I dare say I'm proficient, but sometimes... I, Hilton, just go, <laughs> I like it. You should see the pointy end. Chris kind of like leans closer <laughs> to Ariadne's head and says, you should get him to make you a new pointy thing. <laughs> I, d- I thought he just said he didn't like to. Oh, yeah, yeah, good point, good point, good point. <laughs> I just felt my calling lay elsewhere, Lady Le- Leo. As did mine, Marius, as you can see from my being at a volcano. There's not really a place in a line of stores, shops, for... A fire sorceress. So, um... Maybe in a kitchen? wasn't... A candle shop? I could be useful in a candle shop? The LaBelles don't run candle shops, though, Chris. Oh, Unfortunately, I could open one someday, maybe. <gasps> a candle shop? And I'll sell herbs? And you sell candles? And, like, maybe some... Mm-hmm. I'm just throwing out there. You would have to come to A-list, though. About that. <laughs> <laughs> Leon laughs. Okay. And she like realizes that she's kind of said something offensive. She's like, I mean, you know, there's just not as many um, trees Chris? and woods and mushrooms. Um, okay. Also, Reese, um, if he comes back. Anyways, <laughs> no more if. And Leon looks at Gris serious this time and says, not. 30 minutes ago, you said that positive thinking was going to be what we needed to get through this, and now you're using not positive terminology about getting Reese back. Chris kind of just exhales um, deeply and pauses for a moment, and then kind of turns to Leon and is like, when you've heard your husband scream the most terrible scream in a dream after he's been out for a very long time, it's hard to have hope. Well, I have hope, and we're going the right direction, and we're going to get him back. Chris just nods. Leon keeps walking. Gris, you know, not wanting to keep the air heavy and constantly trying to somehow be the positive light, uh, suddenly remembers something, and once again kind of taps Ariadne's head and says, Did you ever write Lily? What makes you you ask that? Um, because you were supposed to write Lily! What, and I need supervision for it? 
No, I'm just asking. I just thought she was lovely. She made I a did, pretty, and I already Leon sent first. it, it, it or, uh, or I would have sent it earlier if Leon had bothered leaving me alone enough to do it. Oh! Leon the tavern is like, I... You could have just told me that you wanted to write a letter, and I would have happily gone. Lily was adorable. If you recall, Gris and I were like... Which is precisely the reactions I didn't want. <laughs> Gris, Gris is like, like, just tell me when you want to write a letter, and I'll leave you alone, Ari. I won't ask you about it. I can, you, I'll just leave. I, you never leave when I ask. Gris you told me what you were planning. Oh, I'd like to write a letter. Leon. I shouldn't okay. have to. I We've talked to about off. this, Leon. <laughs> Gris is I, like, I just like knowing what's going on, and I think the letters are cute. Yes, yeah, like, the term was boundaries. Yeah, Chris is like, oh no, the boundaries mm -hmm. conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. See, we can all learn. And I point glare pointedly at Leon. Chris realizing this was <laughs> not the character. She turns to Galen and she's she's like, Did you write B? Did you write your mama? <laughs> I wrote B. But not your mother? Well, B's with his mother. I, Did you write B about your mother? Galen sort of like walk, like gets closer to Gris and like kind of pushes Ari's head down. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an attempt to be like, hey, don't listen. And it's like, I could only get one piece of parchment. Gris kind of grunts and says, we'll fix that. <laughs> And then, like, just silent. <laughs> Doesn't tell Ari. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Leon. Leon kind of looks at Marius and says, Chris likes to communicate. The other two. Don't. I've found Ariadne quite easy to talk to. Thank you, I Marius. Mean, no, I found uh, you easy to talk to as well. Oh, thank you, Ariadne. Chris says easy to talk to. Ask them about romantic endeavors. Yeah, maybe not easy to to know on a deep level. <laughs> oh, he's. <laughs> I'm like, oh, he's welcome to ask. Ariadne, do you have a girl you're writing? Apparently, you don't have to tell me if you're not comfortable sharing. Boundaries okay. is. Yeah. <laughs> Ari chuckles at that. Ari chuckles at that, and just go, and just like again, like point pointedly looks at like uh, at Leon, and then up at Chris really quickly, and then goes, "Thank you for respecting that." But of course, um, there's there's a, a, there, yeah, there's a there's an innkeeper we met before ever arriving here, and uh, they own the map we've been using. But I promised I'd keep them updated on our adventures. Mm. Oh, Gris, Gris pokes already. Maybe, uh, maybe Marius could sign where he's from. Yes, that's a lovely idea. And Ari just completely like perks up. Um, <laughs> and and I turn to Marius and I go, "Would you be willing to?" Uh, of course. Guess. Cool. Um, I poke, <laughs> I poke Gris, and like I point at the where it is in, in the in my bag, and I turn to Marius and I start to explain. Um, see, uh, see Lily, she has everyone who's ever visited, um, sign this map with, uh, where they're from. So it's like, 
a, a roadmap of, of all of the places that she doesn't get to see. She wants to adventure, and Gris is, is digging through uh, Ari's rucksack and kind of pulls it out and <laughs> dangles it over to Marius. <laughs> Do you like, we're a- doing this now. <laughs> Do you have a quill? I would assume so, from the letters, but... Mm-hmm. Yes. No, Gris is up at Gris. <laughs> and, and, and pulls it out and an ink pot as well. And says, should we, take, should we stop for a second? <laughs> He sort of says under her breath <laughs> go for before it. like any of that happens, just low enough so that Marius can hear. Um, she says, You should ask them more questions because of that is the most that we've gotten out of them in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> he sort of uh uh turns his head slightly to Leon, smiles, does a little wig, and then looks back at Ariadne and goes Thank you. And he like he takes the map and he just sort of uh, looks around the ground and um, brushes the ash away so that the map won't get dirtied and uh, lays it out and dips the quill in the ink and then pauses for a moment, sort of looking at the map. He looks up at the party, he looks back at it and um, he takes he takes it and he draws a small M over three places. On the map. What are those places? Roll a perception check. Galen, roll a perception check. I assume Gris is way too high up to see. You're too high up. Ari, you can roll one too. Okay. 15. I hate having disadvantage on everything because I rolled a nat 20, Mm -hmm. but then I also rolled a 10. 10 plus 5, 14. Okay, so we're going to start with Leon. Leon, you can see him clearly mark Stone Sea uh, with an M. Okay. Ari, you notice him mark Stone Sea and Elas. And mm-hmm. Galen, you see him put a small M next to the G that you've marked over Aquara. Mm. <laughs> Sound like my dog when he needs to go out, out of character. <laughs> awesome. I'll just keep that to myself. Okay. Um, so I presume they stand up and keep walking then? Yes. After he signs? Mm-hmm. Yes. However, you all do notice that he marks three places. Mm-hmm. I guess Gr- I, Gris kind of reaches I out. Take it back, like, yeah. Yeah, gesturing to, to put the map and the, the quill and the ink pot back in uh, their satchel. Cool. Or rucksack. Um, Thank you very much. I'm certain she'll appreciate it. Of course. Um, Anything to help a friend. Make a better friend. And he sort of like smiles (laughs) smiles knowingly at them and is like I got you. Whatever I can do to wingman you. It's going over Ari's head. (laughs) (laughs) Gris is like proud mom. And like, just like, in her head, Lily and Ari, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I must not say this a lot, of course. Like- <laughs> Leon, Leon looks at Marius and says, uh, you made three markings. I sure did. Is there a reason? 
Why? There's a reason. Can I hear any of this, or are they just whispering? No one says cryptic. <laughs> you can hear this. Oh yeah, no, all right, okay. you've got this. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, upon hearing this, I just go, Leon. <laughs> I just sigh. Leon looks at Ari and says, "I'm allowed to ask questions." Thank you. Um, and then keeps walking. Like she's not gonna push him. She just met the dude, so. But she does say cryptic out loud when he responds. But like, <laughs> not everything is cryptic. Like, <laughs> she says it like surprise. God. <laughs> so, um, the path um, has started to tilt upwards. Um, it's getting harder to continue along it. And Marius sort of pauses for a second and looks around. He's like, "This is um, this is where we we turned back." last time okay did anything did you... specific make you turn back men were afraid that should we continue it would become more treacherous did a you valid concern on Circea's island And he, like, sort of takes a, like, very long and heavy sigh and actually sits down on a rock for a moment and puts his head in his hands. And he's like, On our way back, we saw the patch of water. And I, in a moment of idiocy sailed through it ah well you couldn't have known it was home to a ship eater and uh i was the only one to ah <clears throat> uh, we should so sorry, continue <laughs> yes we should should we roll a perception check? Is there any like thing other than just the steep path? Is there any other paths? Any other way up um, the volcano? Roll a perception check. Okay. And while we're doing that, um, as uh, Marius gets up, I just like approach him, like give him a solid like pat and, and a squeeze and pull out my flask and like offer it to him. He takes it. He unscrews the top and he takes a long pull from it before screwing the tap back on and handing it back to you. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I put it back in the pocket and just like I in the same motion I did to Galen back on the boat the first time I just like tap the pocket and like like that's where it lives Galen as in permission not. to permission to grab it um I rolled 14 plus one on my perception I rolled a 12 and I have a nine Chris 13. All right, so Leon, you actually take a moment to look around. The path does begin to go upward at a rather steep grade. Um, the gravel looks sort of loose along the trail, uh, but it does appear to be the only path leading that way. Okay. Gris, you are distracted by the salamanders. 
Um, they're really yeah. cute. You actually, you, you finally have been kind of broken out of your like little like spell of of thinking about risks. Um, you know, and and you are quite charmed by these little by these little salamanders. They're actually um starting to gather. You notice off to the left of the trail. Um. They don't really seem to be doing anything suspicious. It almost looks like they're having a little salamander council. It's very cute. Um, you'd like to join them maybe sometime, not now, but maybe in the future to talk with them about salamander gossip and salamander things and maybe what sort of things they'd seen. Ari, you too notice the salamanders, but uh, your really only thought is like, those lizards, there's something deeply wrong with them. <laughs> Uh, Galen, you are sort of looking at Marius. Um, from what you can tell, what he said is truthful. Um, and you take notice of the way that Ariadne has shown him the same sort of show of empathy or sympathy that, that they showed you um, when you told them about everything that was going on at Aquara. Okay. Um, so Leon says, I think we have to just really carefully climb up the path. Gris kind of motions to the salamanders and just kind of is like, do you see those, Ariadne? I do. They're so funny. And then she kind of turns to them and is like, do you think you can still carry me up this steep? Should I get off? I don't know. Question of the DM. <laughs> <laughs> Are you any athletics check? Gladly. That's an 11 plus 4, 15. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, your speed might be reduced. Okay. Um, But you should be fine. Okay. I uh, I take a I ponder it. I like I like look at where we're going for a second. I'm like, yeah. And I look up at Gris, just carefully. And, Gr and Gris just kind of nods and says, "Okay, well, if it gets treacherous, let me know. Or if we need a break, let me know." Well, do. She's like, "I can always be a bird again." <laughs> Jesus. No more birds. <laughs> Gris just, just kind of chuckles because at this point she knows that the party's sick of her being a bird and she's a little sick of being a bird. So <laughs> it's kind of just a joke at this point. Marius sort of does the like same sweeping sort of after you gesture that he'd done on the gangplank um, mm -hmm. and uh, sort of forces a smile and he's like, shall we continue? Let's do our best. Yeah, we should. Um, Leon is hesitant to go first here. She is not athletic, she is not acrobatic, and she has every intention of following someone else's footsteps so that she does not fall. Uh, Marius has sort of gauged the party's general athletic abilities um, here. He's sort of noticed that Galen seems to be useful for stopping lava purposes and Ariadne seems to be more of the sure-footed sure one of the party mm -hmm. so he, he turns to Ari and he goes would you be alright to lead I can follow behind and sort of and he makes sort of like a catching gesture with his hands yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. 
I just chuckle and go, well, hopefully I won't need it. But thanks. Um, sure, just might be a little slower than otherwise. I think slow is probably the best. Chris is like, oh, I could be a turtle. <laughs> then I go, you wouldn't have hands to hold on with. Eh, true. I was just thinking of slow and steady. I just like <laughs> to think about animals sometimes. <laughs> um, I like Arya just nods like, yeah, that's understandable. He then um, turns to yeah. Galen and uh, sort of looks at him with his arms crossed for a moment and then smiles a little bit and goes, Oh, God. Would you uh, mind to follow them? I'm not nearly as useful when it comes to the, the lava as, as you are. Hearing this, Galen <laughs> sort of like, just like puts his, his fists on his hips and goes, well, all right, Mr. Military Man. And you make it like, very difficult to be nice to you. I just, I hope you know that. <laughs> I, I, as I'm just approaching, I look behind me and he goes, yeah, he does that. Where's your sense <laughs> of humor? Come on. Chris, all right, Chris that's right. The military took it away, didn't it? Chris just kind of d does a quick, like, quick and sharp, Galen, like, please. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Leon looks at Galen and is like, have you ever thought, and hear me out on this, that it might be your sense of humor that's the problem? You know what, you're yeah. right. And Galen just reaches pirate, into yeah. his, uh, his backpack and he pulls out a flask. Uh, and he's not going to mention what's in the flask, <laughs> but he's going to offer it to Marius. Marius looks at him, cracks a smile, and says, I have no reason to trust you, my friend, and slaps him on the back, and then reaches into his own pocket, pulls out his flask, and says, and I've got my own. Okay, I tried. And Galen puts the flask away and moves in line. Yeah, you tried in the in the tone he said you're alive with back. <laughs> <laughs> Um, is Leon's just kind of like waiting for Ari to make the first move so that um, yeah I mean I said I was Ari. approaching but I don't know what's ahead of us so I'm just alright so you all going. sort of start down the path mm -hmm. Galen do you go after Ari as, as Marius suggested yeah alright so uh, Ari you sort of lead your friends. The path is starting to narrow as it goes further up and, and the grade becomes steeper. Um, it's covered in loose gravel. Um, it's sort of scrambly and there's a few moments where you think you might drop uh, your dwarven friend. Not dwarven, wow. Your halfling <laughs> friend. Um, but you don't, and okay. uh, you sort of get to the top of what feels like a hill and sort of stop and take stock of, of the rest of the group. Galen is about yeah. 10 feet behind you, about 10 feet behind him is Leon, and about 7 feet behind her is Marius. Okay. Yeah, I was just going to say, can I still just, uh, upon reaching it or upon being safe, just turn back and say, like, watch your footing and point to where it is? Yes. But we're not all the way up yet, are we? Maybe just part of the way. Roll a perception check. 
let us do that then. Yeah, so do we all safely climb up to that little platform? Yes. Okay. Then I will also roll perception. 13. 14. 14 plus 5, 19. Touching the wrong thing. All right, Ariadne, you mm-hmm. take a moment to sort of put your hands on your hips, stretch out your back, and look around you. You are on top of a hill, mm-hmm. um, which slopes downwards for just a few brief moments before it goes back up. Um, you actually tilt your head back and realize you can see what you think must be the volcano's top. Mm-hmm. Um, you realize that you are sort of penetrating this storm cloud layer that you had seen earlier, or Galen had seen earlier, mm-hmm. um, and are now sort of enveloped in these clouds, which seem almost smoky, except they don't really tighten your lungs or feel difficult to breathe. Okay. Um, the path does continue upwards towards what you see as, as the apex of this mountain. Okay. Um, upon saying this, I just go, and I think we're pretty close. Leon goes, really? I mean, I've never been here before, but that sure, I, I, I point at him, just like, that sure seems like a top. It does seem to be getting a little chilly, too. Just from the Leon. clouds and all. Leon looks up. and She's like, that does seem like the top. Okay, that's exciting. We're almost there. Oh my gosh, okay. Um, that's great. Um, can, can we see the path? Like, how the path continues, or? Uh, I mean, Ari can. Um, the rest of you rolled very similarly, if I remember correctly. I mean, I rolled an eight. Okay, so Galen and Gris can both see the path. Um, they haven't really taken the time to crane their necks and look until Ari had pointed it out. Um, Leon, you uh, are having a little bit of trouble seeing through this smoke. Um, it's sort of bothering your eyes a little bit, and, um, although it doesn't seem to be bothering your lungs, it's definitely irritating, irritating your eyes to a point where it's a little bit difficult to see. Um, so Leon kind of, like, puts her hand over her eyes and is like, can any of you see the path? I'm just having trouble. I can definitely see the path. I think it's this way. It goes down and then very, very up. Okay. Okay. How question for the power and answer for the player. How thick is the smoke and is it moving? It's not really moving. It's hanging like cloud cover. Um, it's thin enough that you can still see through it. Mm, okay. That, so that Leon kind of looks to the group. Um. Yeah, Leon kind of looks to the group and says, are we feeling okay about going forward? I don't really want to hang out here. Feels a bit precarious. I mean, there's only two directions, and you said one of them wasn't an option, so... Correct. (laughs) I think that's that's as long as everyone's feeling okay, and and Gris kind of like leans down to try to look at Ariadne and see if they're okay. (laughs) Chris is like, I can get down if you like, for real. I can carry her too if if you need a break. I think we're still quite all right, but um, this isn't something that would like be helped by any kind of 
torch or say magical prestidigitation light source? No. Cool. Yeah, I was just looking at prestidigitation. Mm -hmm. I can't like use a puff of air or anything. Nothing. And we're not we're not experiencing any like heat yet or anything fiery that should concern. I mean, us. it's it's warm, but it's not the searing heat of the lava earlier before Galen. Uh, okay. Galen did. Mm -hmm. Cool. Then, then yeah, I start walking. I'll start walking, but keeping a firm eye on the ground. Are there without, any salamanders here? No. Okay. Without really saying anything, um, Galen sort of just like waves his hand and casts gusts of wind and sort of just the smoke the does not move. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Oh, not great. Well, that's not good. <laughs> it is. Yeah, uh, the wind does sort of um, help clear out the uh, whatever's in your eyes, though, Leon. Hey. Okay, that's awesome. Okay, so Leon waits until the proper order is followed again. She's <laughs> like, I am not going to fall. So she waits for Ari to go and then Galen, and then she follows behind Galen. So as the party continues forward, um, it is incredibly steep. Ari, you find yourself having to reach out a hand to sort of steady yourself. Galen, um, okay. you find yourself following much closer behind Ariadne than originally intended because you're a little worried that Gris might fall. Uh, and as petulant as you've been, um, it would break your heart for something to happen to Gris. Um, <clears throat> so you... You all sort of follow each other quite closely now. Um, uh, as you grow closer, Gris, something within your satchel has begun to hum. Um, you reach into your satchel and remove the fairy fern, which is glowing and pulsing with bright light before it has been sort of dim and gentle. Now it is bright and pulsing, and it feels as if it is pulling you closer and closer to the volcano's top, to its crater. Chris is kind of just staring shocked and and and, and just kind of asks, Ari, do you hear that? Do you hear it? And just kind of like jerks out the fairy fern in front of their face, and it's like it's brighter. It's humming and gris just kind of like stares at it for a second is it meant to and gris is like i don't know if it's meant to but i kind of have this theory and she just kind of like pulls digs in her journal again or <laughs> digs in her satchel again and pulls out reese's journal and she's like i saw this this thing that reese said She's like, are you okay? Are you doing okay? I know it's getting kind of tough. We can stop for a sec. Always overly, overly cautious about Ariadne. <laughs> That's fine. As, as Gris has sort of asked this question, Leon, uh, you slip a little bit. I knew it. And uh, Marius sort of steadies you and calls forward. Uh, perhaps it would be good if we took a moment to rest. Chris kind of nods. Thank you. <laughs> would you like? And I like look up, and I'm like, "Would you like to come down?" Yes. And Chris slowly 
Lily scrambles down from off of their back and uh, kind of pulls out the fairy fern with Reese's notebook kind of tucked under um, her arm and kind of shows it to the rest of the party. And she's like, it's gotten brighter and it's humming. And she's like, and I kind of had this theory, I don't know, sort of ever since, you know, Ariadne said that this could potentially be smoked and uh, take you somewhere. (laughs) And she's flipping through the journal and, and, and looking kind of frantic. And she's like, and then I saw this, this entry that I haven't really paid much attention to before in Reese's journal. And she just starts to read it. As far as the circle can tell, entry to the dream world by those who lack the dreamer's gift must be done at night. We theorize that at night, the veil between the waking world and the world of dreams becomes thinner, allowing for an easier transference of consciousness. However, should one who lacks the gift fail to properly exit the dream world before dawn breaks, it's probable their consciousness will be trapped there for eternity in a state between life and death. Thus, it is advisable for one without the gift to enter the dream state precisely when night falls as to allow them the most time to make a proper exit. And she's like, which wasn't really the interesting part, but I still feel like it's important to know. And she kind of, she kind of like looks around Mm -hmm. and then looks again and says, they do not like me asking about such things, but I cannot help it. I want so badly for my chickadee to experience this with me someday. And she kind of is like, <clears throat> I mean, uh, Gris. <laughs> out loud hearing that. <laughs> and she just kind of blushes deep red and like continues on like, nobody heard this. Oh my mm-hmm. God, I was just reading. Everyone's going to have a meltdown. <laughs> I just start fiddling so with their ring. If it's against the circle's wishes. However... She would enter the dream world, though, remains a mystery to me. And Gris kind of, like, holds her finger in place and then looks looks up at Ariadne and says, but I think entering might be as simple as, well, maybe not as simple, but might have to do with the herb. And then she... Gris. And, and she starts digging through her satchel. She's like, you were all busy getting dressed and you were a bird and then you were on the roof and then you weren't a bird. And I was going through... Circea's body and 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 Leon pulls out the pipe that she took from Circea's body. And you said that there was a little bit of an herb at the bottom. Is it glowing more? What what was remaining at the bottom of that pipe? Yes, it is. Okay. Leon Leon kind of looks to the fairy fern and she looks to the pipe and she says, "I took this from Circea and well, what's left in there?" It's glowing just like the fairy fern, so I have to assume that it's the same thing. Maybe maybe this is how we can get the dream world. And Gris kind of looks at the pipe and, and the, the residue left behind and then looks at the fairy fern and then looks at Ariadne and is like, the same, right? I mean, it seems to be, but I'm a little concerned about the escape by dawn or perish and dream. But there's another there's another part to this. Hold on, hold on. And she she goes and tries to like find her place in the in the journal once again. Reese's handwriting is a little sloppy and a little frantic, which is tends to be his way. Hmm. And she's like, uh, remains a mystery. And for her to see what I would want to show her, 
she, unable to dreamwalk, would have to enter the realm at the correct point on the physical plane. And she kind of just squints for a minute. She's like, the rest is kind of hard to read. It's kind of illegible and smudged and, like I said, a little frantically excited. But there has to be a reason why this is glowing, right? And you've had the dreams of, of, of your father being here. And I had the dreams of a barren plain and what felt like fire and felt like volcanic ash. Maybe this is... I mean, Marius mentioned a druidic circle. So, well, it seems like that must be the place. But it's already night, so we'll have to wait until tomorrow. Is it night, DM? It's night, right? Didn't night Night fall? has officially fallen. Um, maybe about 20 oh, minutes earlier. Fallen. Yeah, like it's it's very newly oh, oh, night. Okay. It was twilight it was for oh, quite okay. a while. It is uh, late spring, early summer. So the twilight okay. lasts for quite some time. Okay, so whatever y'all heard, no, you didn't. <laughs> um, Leon says, if we can get up there, it just, night just fell. So... Chris kind of looks and is like, how much further to the top? Slash, do we have to be all the way at the top? To you should get all this? the way to the top, okay. yes. Yeah. So Chris is like, okay, everyone good, Leon, you're not gonna fall again, we're gonna go to the top. <laughs> I am as good as I'm going to be, Chris. <laughs> um, and as but right before they start to climb, she looks at Marius again and says, thank you for catching me there. The last thing I would want is to not even make it to my destination. Anytime, my lady. <laughs> Leo. Gris, like, closes up Reese's journal and, and wraps it back up and puts it in her satchel along with the glowing herb and reaches out for <laughs> the pipe from Leon. And she's like, we might need this. <laughs> and, like, I kind of happily, Gris, like, happily and, and delicately <laughs> places it within her satchel, kind of wrapped I, up in some of the I clothes. turn to Gris, just, like, having been a little, like, lost in thought, just go, how does Reese keep time? In dreams. Gris is just like shocked and like looks back at the journal entry and is like, I really don't know. Maybe does the sun light the same way? Is does the moon? I wouldn't know. I only ever really slept for the first time and ever out not out of my own will last night, so <laughs> I don't think I'm quite <laughs> I'm the, the expert like... source <laughs> on dreams. Oh my god. Um, as they're kind of climbing, I assume Leon can hear this. She kind of says, unless someone has a watch. <clears throat> my lady. I heard something of a watch. And Marius sort of like looks down at his pants and then he realizes and he's like I, didn't say I had a I had a watch. I had a watch. Got lost somewhere in the bird shuffle. Yes, I apologize for that, Melody. <laughs> Don't apologize. It's fine. Chris, We're Chris's, a face, bird. Chris's face kind of falls for a moment. And she's like let me think, let me look. And she starts kind of like, 
she closes her eyes and she kind of like starts thinking and uh, gris you stop for a moment and you seem to remember that your husband once told you that the time in the dream world mirrors that of the world it represents so daytime on the physical plane oh, is so daytime the in the dreamscape. Oh, cool. So when the sun begins to rise. Yes. Okay. Oh, I needed to know. <laughs> and Gris kind of suddenly, you know, as she's in her head, like all of Greece's, oh, sorry, Greece's, that's their ship name, I guess. All of Greece's, yeah. All of Greece's <laughs> scrolls and journal are like flashing through her head and she's like, oh, no, it's simple. <laughs> so she repeats what Jenny just said. <laughs> it just reflects the same time. So we just have to get back before sunrise. Okay. That's great. Sounds simple enough. Um, in this time, have we traversed to the top? You are reaching the volcano's peak. Um, you can actually, from where you are, see into its crater. There is bubbling magma and um, just, you know... It's it's real fiery down there. Um, the air is searingly hot. Um, those of you used to cooler temperatures are immediately sweltering. Um, it is not a comfortable place to pass the time. Um, Marius actually peers down to the crater and then turns back to the party and says... So, I heard some mention of the dream world? Yes. Chris nods enthusiastically and <laughs> says, I think we have to smoke this fairy fern. And she kind of chuckles. <laughs> like, she kind of feels like a bad kid, and she's kind of into it. <laughs> Hearing this, Galen was just like, okay. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> Leon's like, I've literally never done this before, but I'll do what needs to be done. Don't worry, help? my lady, it's fun. Oh, okay. I have you been to the Or just drugs? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has their secrets, um, Druid. Well, if he knows Strike, he probably knows a thing or two about drugs. It's unrelated to Strike, Mr. Wayfair. <laughs> I just go... Well, at this point, I'm not hiking down alone. Chris nods and says, well, we're running out of time. <laughs> and she's like, but it's getting very hot here. Um, how uh, does the heat affect Leon, out of curiosity? Leon, you're good. I thought so. You actually feel really nice. Leon's feeling mm -hmm. great. Feeling good, feeling great. Is That's Leon, like, I'm naturally good. resistant to fire damage? Is that a thing? Leon is a draconic sorcerer. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Um, so, can we see the druidic sorcerer, or the druidic circle, from where we're standing? I think you Whatever see was once here is long gone. There's a flat area where one could potentially make a camp, um, okay. and the crater, and that's about it. Okay, Chris is like, well- Seems uh, as good a place as any. Yeah, and she's like, I can- I agree briefly protect us uh while we're here at least hopefully it'll protect us from any animals or anything that would harm us while we do this um so this is it's just kind of a special <laughs> action jenny hearth of moonlight and shadow you can do that yeah okay so she kind of touches the ground um 
and I don't think you guys see it, but maybe you feel it. There's a 30 foot sphere that uh, kind of surrounds us and grants a plus five bonus to stealth and perception checks while in it. Um, and we kind of can't be seen and are, are protected until we leave this circle. Cool. Okay. Um, I turn to Leon as like the resident fire expert. And I look down <laughs> at the floor and I just go, this isn't going to like fall or turn into lava or that. Leon, Leon kind of chuckles and says, I think if it were going to do that, it probably would have already. That's Chris not as reassuring as I'd have liked, but fair. <laughs> Chris is already sitting on the surface, cross-legged, and has pulled out a, a mortar and pestle from somewhere within her back and appears to be grinding down part of the fairy fern and uh, packing it into... It just kind of says under her breath, like, chamber. does she... Does she just have every cooking utensil in there? That's an herb. Well, it herbology. comes with a kit. <laughs> I, got, I got lots of things in this bag. This is born to Leon. She doesn't understand. <laughs> but she's a noble. <laughs> she's never fucking seen one of those. Chris yeah, kinda... I turn to Leon and just like with a puzzled look, and I'm just like, it's part of a kit. <laughs> it's like, Ari, come on. Chris nods frantically and kind of reaches out to Ariadne and says, Your water skin, please? I hand it over. And Gris opens the top of the water skin and, and pours it into part of this, um, what are we calling it? A water pipe? Is that correct? Uh, if, it's not going to light if you pour the water in there. This is just a regular pipe. Oh, it's just a regular pipe? Yeah. Okay. You're just kidding. There's no water. To be There's fair, no I did water. say it was a glass pipe. I can understand why Doe would be confused. I live in a certain part of the world where <laughs> <laughs> some things <laughs> are common. Oh no, I live I live there too. I know what you're talking about. Jenny also lives there. Okay, so she just she just takes the the ground up um fairy fern and packs it into the pipe and she See, she, I take I take the water skin back from Doe not having had a drink equally confused about this entire interaction. And Chris just waves her hand and she's like, never mind, sorry. I, I my my brain is used to um a slightly different pipe. Uh and she kind of and she kind of holds it out and says, Leon, um I might need your help with this part. Would you uh Leon no, kind don't... of snaps her fingers and uh just casts a very small light on her pointer finger. So she's just got a little flame. Almost as if her finger is a lighter. Um, mm. <laughs> she kind of just puts her hand towards Chris. Oh my god. <laughs> Chris, Chris places the, the pipe in her mouth and kind of, or close to her mouth, and kind of turns to the party and says, you're all going to have to do this. And she's like, Leon, you're probably going to need to come in last. And she's like, "Okay." as a reminder, before sun rises we have to get the hell out of there and i don't know what happens in this world but i feel like this is leo needs to be here i need to be here we're doing this thing unfortunately i doubt it'll be anything like like the dream cersei gave me gris just kind of raises an eyebrow <laughs> and like doesn't ask and so she takes the pipe to her mouth and leans it over the flame uh from leon's finger and inhales deeply so 
Um, you all sort of pass this pipe with fairy fern around. Um, Leon, you take it last, and um, sort of all in unison, your eyes grow heavy, and you all sort of fall into this strange slumber. The the herb, when burnt, smells like wet grass, but the smell of wet grass quickly fades um, to the aroma of sulfur. It is sulfurous and strong. As you drift off, your consciousness separating from your bodies, um, you all swear, just for a second, that you can hear two men's voices raised in anger. <laughs>